Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't have to because. Okay, we're here. We're on. We're live, so we can't talk about all the weird stuff we were just talking about, guys. So normal now. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Yeah, so we're not gonna talk about all the muscle worship I got over the last week. Made a made a couple bands. I mean, it's a lucrative business. It is a lucrative business. Is that your profession? We have Austin Brown on on here with us, guys. Look at him. What's up, guys? So Austin is a fellow king. He's a fellow Cam's king. Shout out to Cam. We're going to shout Cam out every episode because he's a goat. <laughs> we got to um, Yeah. And we're, we're, of course, Tyler's here looking beautiful down there. Hey, speaking of muscle worship, I got, I got to read you guys this real quick because I think it's hilarious. So one, one of my clients, uh, she was talking to me. She, she's like very muscular girl, uh, but she got a message. And I just have to read it to you guys because it's just ridiculous. Uh I grew up around horses. I love horses and love what I do. Maybe the only part I don't enjoy much about it is dieting. Ugh. Uh, almost year to not slow down the horse in the race, even at my height of five foot. I do weigh 74 pounds this season. Do you have PayPal? Do you think I can support you by sending several payments to you through PayPal? And you can tease me about my size here through text chat and tell me how you will lift me up and make fun of me and dominate me over my size. <laughs> Wow. So that's some of the opportunities that you have to make money. There's so much <laughs> to take in on that message. I, it's, it's a jockey, and I guess she, he messaged her to make fun <laughs> of guys. Can we get that guy on the show? I want to. I want to. I want that guy on the show, dude. Like, um, got to be. I've never known a jockey, but like, they got to be fucking weird, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there was a jockey at the gym back in the day. Uh, There's a guy, and he uh, he used to be a jockey, but then I guess he got into working out, so he was like 200 pounds afterwards right. and like jacked, and like just massive. And I, he, I was like, "What you used to do?" He's like, "I used to be a jockey." And I'm like, "Can you imagine short, like, how short was he? He was like five three, five four. Yeah, they're tinier. Right? I mean, they're called jockey though. This jockey was five foot seventy four pounds. <laughs> Man." <laughs> 30 kilograms. I feel like 5'4 is like gigantic for a jockey. Like, Tyler, you're, yeah. you're like, he is a jockey. Like, I mean, that's, that's a pretty tall jockey. Yeah, maybe that's why he had to get out. <laughs> I'm scared of jockeys, man. They're crazy. Well, yeah. It's got to be. I don't know. I've only seen Seabiscuit. That's all I got. Um, I did not cry during Seabiscuit. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got. That's all. I, okay, before I go into this, well, there's a, an important question that. Austin's fiance asked, sorry, guys and ladies, Austin is taken. Um, wow. Austin and Tyler are both taken. Me? This is sad boy. <laughs> so, the other night, Austin's fiance put something very interesting on Instagram. Um, and the question was, and Tyler, I want your opinion on this. I, already, I know where Austin is, but we're going to kind of expound upon this. We so, to, but we need, to, we need to make sure we're 100% right here. Oh, we are. I know we are. So, I, Tyler, I'm no, going to ask you. All right, Tyler, have you seen The Notebook and Forrest Gump? Yes. Okay. So, the question is, which is sadder? I, I would have to say Forrest Gump, in my opinion. Obviously. That's a sad-ass movie. Do you really watch that stuff? And it's like she becomes like a, a hooker and gets like... It's horrible. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. But and Austin's on board, too. The love of my life, and she. <laughs> hey, that that movie is moving. 
Notebook's sad too, but not in comparison to the way like Dude, nowhere near the death. Yeah, it's it, like it's not even close. Like, that ending, and it's like what? <laughs> I, I actually wrote a kind of a a very long message about what I believe to be four important points about why Forrest Gump is I sadder. Mean, conversation was just golden around this it was very good so i'm gonna go ahead and just read why and then we're gonna get into austin but this is important because forrest gump is one of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time so here's why here's why i believe sorry i didn't hear you austin what did you say i said this this subject needed to be covered on a bodybuilding podcast obviously. yes we're giving the fans what they want right now so these are four points that i believe prove that forrest gump is much sadder than the notebook so first of all Forrest is literally retarded, and I don't use the R word in a bad connotation. He is um, at first mentally and physically, and then just mentally because he comes a super sprinter, which is awesome. Um, second of all, he sees not one but three people he loves die. All of the people he was ever close to, aside from Lieutenant Dan, die, and Lieutenant Dan ain't got no legs. So he's based. I mean, yeah. And then the the years that he had to spend with Lieutenant Dan, come on. And I, I just want to say for bodybuilding, um, whenever I've been doing a really hard set of legs, I always call it a Lieutenant Dan set because I ain't got no legs after. So that's, good. that's amazing. It's amazing. And then thirdly, this is the biggest point for me. Um, he chased Jenny for his entire life. And when he finally managed to get her, she fucking died of AIDS, which she likely contracted from one of the hundreds of bodies she caught during the hippie 70s. What a tragic movie. <laughs> There's more, but wait, there's more. Last Dude, this is, the, this is the real sad shit. This is the one that I cry very hard to, and I, I'll never stop crying to this. this. This hurts me. Okay, you ready? Fourthly, that ending with him at Jenny's grave, and then the fucking feather, and little Forrest getting on the bus is a cyclical passing of time, regardless of the misfortunes that beset us, is, to put it bluntly, eloquent AF. Goodness. So... I mean, Little Forest, man, that's just, it's gut-wrenching. It's gut-wrenching. I don't want to cry on the podcast, but, you know. <laughs> and I do just want to mention about the notebook. I brag about this all the time. Um, when I was in high school, I didn't get very many girls because I was very ugly and didn't have any game. And now I just, you know, I'm hot, but I don't have any game. But I, when I was 17, I fake cried to get a, a little handy during the notebook. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, you'll forever associate that with that movie. So yeah, I just I, I turned the waterworks on towards the end. I was like, it's just so so, so sweet that they died together. They're just classic crazy. movie. Yeah, so I love well, that movie for that reason. That could have went one of two ways for you. She could have been like, this guy's a real bitch, <laughs> or she was like, this man's so intact with his emotions, it's so hot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it was it was pretty sloppy. Um, you know, it was high school, so, but, you know, anyways, Moving now on. The, this is a very good, uh, this is a good, good little segue into the actual show. So you're welcome for the, uh, movie references, guys. I lost that poll, by the way, just a heads up. That's, uh, well, it's because Bree has a bunch of girls. On. That was a demographic issue. Big time. I didn't it either. That was my fault. So maybe I could have helped. <laughs> you didn't vote, did you? Not no, I forget to click those buttons sometimes you know i think of it in my head but then i just don't answer <laughs> like, on instagram yeah. you don't like her 
I, I feel awful when I accidentally click like no on one of it. And it's like something obvious that they want to yes to like, do you want to see more content from me? And I'm like skipping through and I hit no. And I'm like, Oh God, I'm the worst. Shit. This asshole. <laughs> exactly. And then obviously I'm like, I, I, then I have to apologize. Like, Hey, I didn't really yeah, mean to that. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention to your shit. I was just trying to get through to the, to the beast and stuff. Okay. Here we go. You ready, Austin? Yeah. It hit me, I guess. Let's do it. I get. All right, guys. So let's see here. We get some good ones. We got we got a lot of good ones. Um, so I'm gonna ask a few, and then top that I got, and then Tyler's gonna ask a few that he got. So yeah, this is probably I got a I got this a couple of times from you actually because you made an insane uh, transformation from your shows in April 2019 to. August of this year. Um, so the question is, what changes did you make between 2019 season and 2020 to make such dramatic changes to your physique? Yeah, that's a good question, man. Um, definitely. I've had it asked a few times over this season, you know, um, and I appreciate the compliment as well, but um, man, really it's not, it's not a hard answer on that one. It was just a total buy-in, honestly, just, um, you know, last year after a after Derby in April, like you said, uh, met Tyler that day. That was the first time we met at Derby, and then started working together like six weeks later. And it was just a treated. You know, I said, you know, I'd never had a coach before. That's a good thing to mention because um, you know I'd always done my own thing, uh, made good progress. So the fact that I got with a coach was like kind of a, you know, it was a big deal. I'd been doing it six years on my own. So I was kind of nervous about the whole thing, you know, the relationship and how it'd be. And like, I'm like super controlling. So giving someone else control was like hard for me, but I said, you know, I'm paying for this service. So I'm going to do it exactly as given, you know, obviously we have conversations when I'm curious about things, but um, it was just, so yeah, that's it. Uh, got with Tyler and it was, you know, I, we treated that off season as if, you know, we were, you know, it's, it's all a prep, you know, like the, all year last year, obviously there were the holidays and things, you know, really, you know, enjoyed myself with those, but, you know, outside of that off season was zero different than if I was four weeks out this year and, and uh, man, you know, that's hard. Right. So, Bree was like, what the hell, you know, you're an off season. Why is, you know, why are you so serious? I'm like, you know, this is how it's going to be for now. on. so, you know, you know, so that's it. Just a total buy-in man. And the, that off season, serious off season, you know, linking up with Tyler. Oh, I'm gone. There I am. (laughs) Um, So, you know, a thousand things contributed to it, but those are the big ones. Me and Tyler getting together and then just treating, um, you know, that that six weeks after my show last year, just that was when I just buckled in all the way up until this show. And it was, you know, not too many mess ups in between then and now. So it was just uh, full buy in versus, you know, off season previously, very committed and whatnot, so on and so forth, but just not to the degree that I was this year. So, right. So I'm going to, I'll ask Tyler since he's your coach. So, when you took over for him in, you know, April, 2019, Tyler, what were the points you wanted to address about his physique specifically? We really targeted his posterior chain. I remember like back hamstrings were two things that we really targeted. 
as well as everything else. And then we really targeted quads. Uh, so his yeah. training written really like combined with his nutrition. So we would do high days and, you know, we'd have moderate training days and we would really push food where it was necessary. Right. And we, we would do things in phases. So, you know, we would have some, some months where he was working out five days a week, some where he's working out four. Uh, we'd have little breaks in between and, you know, we just nailed everything to the T though. And that really brought things together. Are you there, Austin? Yeah, I'm here. Was that loud? No, 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 no. You just froze for a second. Okay. Yeah, so from what – you know, I'm not Tyler – you know, I'm not Austin's coach, obviously. Austin and I talk pretty much every day, but I thought, especially with his back, I thought your back was insanely improved from last year. Um, We were kind of sharing picks. Austin and I both did uh, the same show, the indie show. but we were kind of sharing picks, and the first thing I noticed about Austin's new physique when he got peeled was his back. Your back was insane this year. Thank you, man. You're welcome. <laughs> Is there any? I, I'm gonna yeah, ask, uh, I'll ask you one more thing about the back. Is there anything specific you guys did to bring it up so much, or was it just, you know, just? Hang on, you're cutting out on me. All right, you hear me now. But we lost Austin. We'll get him back. I'll talk real quick. So, so one thing I would say that we did was uh, a lot more chest supported back movements. Okay. So you know, chest supported rows, uh, chest supported dumbbell rows, chest supported cable rows. So we really were like making sure he was targeting his back on every movement and isolating it, which I think made a huge difference. A ton of barbell rows and things like that. Yeah, you'll notice that. I notice that with a lot of guys. A lot of guys grow way more with a lot of chest-supported work with the back. Um, Where are you, Austin? Austin. Dude, I don't know. I'm all jacked up here. Hang on a second. I think I lost you a minute ago, man. So okay, I'm seeing I'm seeing some books right now. A sec. I don't. Right, think we'll be... Yeah, we're we're. we're... Are those your books? Or those breeze? I'm trying to get sideways. Here. I think we're in good shape now. Yeah, you're right? good. Yeah, we're good now. All right, ask him again, Kyle. Gee whiz, that was that was wrong. All right, so I and Tyler actually Sorry. talked to you. You're good. You're good. We're fine. This is episode two, okay? We have some growing pains, listeners, um, and you're going to want to stick with us because we're goats, all right? So, um, yeah, so I asked Tyler, I, you know, what specifically did you do to bring your back up so well exercise-wise? Yeah, um, I mean, Tyler touched on it a little bit. Just I think, namely, uh, it was just the way we structured the diet you know, match with the training and, you know, training wise, I didn't do anything magically different than years previous. It was just nail, like just nailing those workouts and just, uh, you know, Tyler's training style is a little bit different than what I'd ever done previously. I'd say the volume was definitely um, higher than what I'd ever done before, but he, he talked about this the other day, but it's, it's not just high volume training. It's still, you know, we're still very, um, focused on load and execution. So it's, 
it's the first time I've trained high volume, but, or, you know, heavy weights, but still very high volume. Like I've usually uh, previously trained a little bit more kind of like you do, Kyle, just uh, work up into a really intense top set, more of a high intensity, you know, mincer esque style with some volume kind of added on later. But, you know, t with Tyler definitely uh, took a little different training approach that way. Um, just high volume, but still heavy loads. So heavy I was beat up loads. all year, but. It's all about the heavy loads. We, yeah, we, I think we can all agree on that one. No matter the volume, it's got to be the heavy loads. I just like to say loads over and over again. Just loads. <laughs> yeah, I say that carefully just because I see some people get really caught up in it and then their, their form is pretty shitty. So, um, I definitely, you know, with equal importance, you know, how you execute those movements, um, see way too much just bad form, you know? Yeah, yeah, you gotta have good form. Like you, you'll see that a lot, and we kind of Tyler and I touched on that. Like your ego, leave it at the door. Like I'm sure when you were doing the heavier loads, you know, it, let's say you're doing barbell rows. You know, you're a big guy. Um, how how high, how heavy did you go on like your heaviest sets of barbell rows usually? I mean, pretty heavy still. You know, three wheels sometimes. You know, more. You know, in that you know, hypertrophic, higher rep range. Right. But, but you're nailing uh, them. You know, you, you could throw you could throw four bones on there and mess around a little bit, but you're hitting nailing 315, 365. Yeah, like and the biggest thing I see with people with barbell rows, like the concentric piece of the movement's killer and they're getting a nasty contraction on top, but there ain't shit of an eccentric ever. <laughs> right. So it's right. Like, yeah, they're just kind of launching up and yeah, you know, down. <laughs> yeah, they're getting it up there, and it feels good, and it's a nice squeeze in their lats, but there's no lowering of the weight with those lats contracted. Like, yeah. it's just taking them for a ride, man, which is all good. Like, if you love training like that, and that's how you're going to train, kill it, dude. That's there's the thing. different ways to skin a cat. Yeah, as long as the people I see that do that end up with, like, really big arms and no back. Yeah, I've always I see that all the time. Now, really just talking biceps, and then there's no back at all. So you know they're still wearing a medium shirt, but like they can't fill out an XL because they have no back. You know, it's that's what I see a lot with yeah. that. Yeah, back yeah, is throwing. No, I... Go ahead, Austin. Sorry, you're good, man. Yeah, back is just such a. You know, you can use momentum on every body part, but it's so easy to use momentum on back. And when you see guys in the gym, back is one of the least developed muscle groups you're ever going to see because it is difficult. You have to be really disciplined to not use momentum. Um, and, you know, you can't see your back when you're lifting it, so you really have to feel it. Which, you know, that's just – if you're not feeling yeah, the weights no, on you, every you, portion of the movement, it's not working. So, all right. So we're going to move yeah, on. No, I 100% agree. It's funny because I had that conversation with somebody the other day. I was was actually talking about how a little bit different subject, but just how straps and uh, – I lost you for a second, Austin. Say it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it again, Austin. 
You can hear me? Okay. I was talking. I just thought I heard you say we was going to move on. Oh, no, no. Keep talking. Sorry. It, it lagged a little bit. Skipping out. No, I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, using straps and back and, like, how much they can, you know, help those guys that are just all arms. You see these guys, they're you know, they won't use straps, and they're, like, got these juicy arms, but they're lats, so, you know, nothing. So it's kind of similar. You just uh, – yeah, control and back movements, man. That's that's definitely key for sure. Just focus on that execution. Yes. So yeah. So you know, to answer that question, I mean, basically, your execution improved, and you just you hit the off season like it was prep, which I think's really important to anybody who wants yeah. to be a really good bodybuilder. I don't care what division you're in. Um, if you want to be the best, you have to do it twenty four seven. It's not like oh, I'm in prep. I got to clamp down. It's all all year. All right, so we're going to move on. I'm going to ask you the next question, Austin. All right, this is, this, is a, this is a fun question. What are your hobbies outside of bodybuilding? Okay. I think we're, he's, like, not connected. Can you hear us, Austin? Are you guys with me? Yeah, I, I'm with you. Okay. Am I fading out? I, I don't. Yeah. He... Yeah. Can you hear me now, Austin? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna ask you the, the next question. Okay. What are your hobbies outside of body? Yeah. No, I heard. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's. I seen this question. And I was like, well, it's kind of funny because. Um, I don't particularly practice any other hobbies outside of bodybuilding right now because of how much I bodybuild, but I can answer it in the, you know, the form of what would I do if I didn't bodybuild, I would have hobbies, obviously. Um, I like to want, you know, something I really like to do is, um, you know, hunt and fish. Um, always did that growing up. Um, so I can see myself doing a lot of that. Yeah. Um, you guys with me? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. That's a, that's the funny thing. I people will ask me that too. They're like, "Oh, what do you like to do? What are your hobbies?" <laughs> and I'm like, uh, "Eating and laying up yeah. on the couch and recovering." I always say I need to find other hobbies other than bodybuilding. But like me, it's like this is what I do for work, but also what I do for fun. Yeah. You know, so it, it's hard to get away from it. So I've tried doing other things, but it's just so hard to find time for them because like, I feel like training is like the thing that i make the time for. Yeah. And that's my, my, my time away from work, but it's also like, you know, what I do as part of a job. So it, it's, it's, it's hard to get away from bodybuilding once you get into it. Cause it becomes like your main hobby and everything centers around that. Like, even if you're going out to hunt or fish, you're like, well, I got to pack my meals with me. And, you know, I'm going to go train beforehand. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to catch this fish and just skin it here and then just eat the fish for the protein. That's what I'm going to do when I go fishing. I don't know. I, you know, I used to play video games. I used to enjoy video games. I need to get back into that again, especially during prep. Like I can kind of, if I don't like focus on something like a video game, my mind is just like just insane with just prep all day. So. I was the opposite of that, man. I remember my last prep, I tried to I tried to play well. 
Borderlands 2. I don't know if you've ever played that. Yeah, Borderlands 2 is pretty good. Well, it fucking pissed me off, dude. Like that robot that talks in the beginning. I'm sitting there in prep, and, you know, I'm tired already, and I just want to shoot shit. I'm like, that's what I want to do. And it's like, I'm over here. Like, come get me. And I'm like, fucking hell. So, like, the first 30 minutes of that game is just talking, and I fell asleep every time I tried to play it. I was so frustrated. I could not pay attention to it for long enough. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I played, last prep, I played um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh god! Oh, I mean that's a pretty pretty beefy game, but it, it kept me sane a little bit. But yeah, I mean I'm the same. You know, just I don't know. Like if you want to be really good, you have to do this twenty four seven. So I I always joke like I literally somebody asked me yesterday. Somebody was like, "Oh hey, when's the last time you actually went out?" Like I'm sure COVID hasn't let you go out. I'm like oh, I don't even go out. Like it's been like 2018 since I went out to a bar, which is pathetic and says I have no life. But. Uh, it becomes your life, man. It kind of consumes you. Like, if you want to be serious about this, like I said, like, even when I travel, like, I'm like, all right, well, you know, like, we're going to Vegas later. And my thoughts on that are like, okay, well, we got a room that has a kitchen. I'm still going to go grocery shopping when I get there. Like, I got to make sure I eat enough food and make sure I find a place to work out, which is just, you know, at this point in my life, it's like, that's what, that's what we do, you know? Yes. So, it's normal to me. But to a lot of other people, you think about that, and it's like, oh, my God, that sounds horrible, like, which which I get. Like, nobody, some people don't want to do that, but that's my thought process now is, like, let me go ahead and have fun, but how am I going to bodybuild around that? Yeah. You know? My, my thing is food. I get very no, – I'm a pretty chill guy. Um, but if I'm approaching that three-hour mark and it's time to eat and I haven't eaten and I don't have a meal ready, I'm freaking out. Yeah. I mean – that's how I used to be. I'm a little bit better now. You know, I used to be like, if I was out at three hours and I was like, I need to eat, I'd start getting irritable with everybody else. I'd be like, what are we going to do? I'm like, I'm missing a meal. But now it's kind of like, I'll figure something out. You know, I am I have something in an emergency case. I know I can go get something at like Chipotle and be all right. Yeah. In the past though, man, I remember back when I was like first starting this, it was like, if I didn't get my meal in, like all hell broke loose. Yeah. And now it's like, all right, I'm a little bit more chill. Also a little bit more prepared, though, I think, I think is more the case. That's it. That's the preparation. If 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 I don't have meals for a day after I eat breakfast, immediately I'm making my meals. Immediately. Air fryer, whatever I have to do, and then I don't have to worry about it. Truth. That's the thing, guys. Preparation. That's that's the guys thing. Are you back, Austin? You got your you got your internet connection working? Man, I am I am bummed out on this one. We were silky smooth before we hit record. That's okay. Hey, look, you're uh, you got we got to change the scenery. Austin's enjoying the outside. Yeah, yeah outside right now. He's like, <laughs> did Bree kick you out? What happened? Tell us about it. I was in my office, which is where I work every day. You know, I'm regularly Skype meetings and video chats and. Apparently, the Wi-Fi reflector is just not doing its thing today, man. So. It doesn't, it doesn't Before work on that. podcast. Austin said, I'm going to turn my Wi-Fi off. So my connection. <laughs> he did. I was like, what? I was like, okay. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> turn it on. Yeah. We're back on now, baby. We're, we're, uh, there you go. Let's go to the next question. And Kyle, I know you got, you got one more that you got for Austin, right? 
I got yeah, I got one more for you. Out on a good combo there. I heard some of that. Did you hear some of it? Yeah, it's good stuff. I I'm I'm right there with you on all that stuff, guys. It's just yeah, being prepared is the biggest thing, you know. But you know, regardless, as a bodybuilder, you're not going to be able to enjoy things, you know, at the level that someone who has a no care in the world when you're out and about doing things. So it's just. Like, like that's the thing, man. Like when you, when you go fishing or hunting or you're like going out for like something and you know, you're going to be out the whole day, you know, you have something in mind, like, okay, we're going to be out for four hours. So I better pack a shake or something with me, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's just kind of how you live now. And it's, it's normalcy to you. But I realized to a lot of people that's like taboo type stuff. Like, why yeah. the hell would I do that? <laughs> oh man. It's like, craziness to them they're like what <laughs> you know what? everybody makes fun of me because i'm always carrying my lunchbox around i look like i'm a fucking kindergartner oh yeah every family event you know i come in with my cooler and just throw it in the corner and they're just like you're, you're weird man <laughs> bro that's like right. i had my six-pack bag my fucking giant duffel bag one with that whole like six meals I'd be yeah. carrying that around all day with a backpack as well, and then I'd have like a gym bag with all my clothes in it. I probably like, <laughs> and I was like, I was probably like 150 pounds then, so I didn't look look as big right. as I am now. So they're probably like, who the fuck is this kid? <laughs> look at this poser. Did you have a big jug? Tell me you had a big gallon oh, jug. You definitely, you have to have the gallon jug. I had to. Right. Gotta have it. That's all right, so. I'm going to go and I'm going to ask you my last question for you, Ty, or Austin, excuse me. Um, so, this is a pretty good one. What has been your highest off-season calorie intake to date, macro? So, last year, off-season, what's the highest you got, macro-wise? Macros. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk macros. Um, man, Probably calorie-wise, it was definitely in that five-something range. We were like – I looked at it the other day, like one of my last updates for like peak mass season last year. I'm thinking we were like upwards of 100 fat, about like 750 to like 850 carb depending on what we're training, and then about like upwards of 400 protein. So calculate that up, macro peoples, and uh, let me know. But That's a lot. It was, a, it was a shitload of food, and, you know, I, I was, like, at that, having those 45-minute meals, um, you know, just cramming loads of shit in my face. But it was painful and great all at the same time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had a similar offseason last year. We both put on a lot of muscle mass. Um, my The difference with me was my protein wasn't as high and my carbs were a little higher. Um, so obviously Tyler, you're doing Austin's programming. So why do you go with the proteins so high, even though the carbs are that high? Because a lot of people do this and a lot of people don't. So tell us why you like to do it. See, I like, I like to do about 1.5 grams of protein per pound of body weight. Usually, uh, honestly, it's been trial and error. So with a natural client, of course I won't do nearly as much, uh, but for like super competitive clients, like at that level, you protein at that mark definitely works better uh i realized this was myself uh i put on you know, 30 pounds of stage weight on guys in two one or two years with high protein like uh mm. i'm trying to think of somebody for example like john house uh we had him eating 400 grams of protein a day and his one stage weight from two years previously was one 
88. And then the next time on stage, he was 224. I mean, it's just, I've learned it work. Uh, I've tried both. And even for myself, like, uh, not a lot of people know this now, but uh, I started working with uh, Andrew Vu and uh, to basically learn more as a coach and better make my guys better uh, and girls better. So my protein right now, and I'm 100, around 195 pounds at 5'4", is like 380, two grams per pound of body weight, which to me is ridiculously high. Like I don't really take my own guys that high, but I can't deny that it works. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, no, I, you know, right now I'm also off season, but my, my protein is a little lower. I'm about 300 protein a day. My carbs are astronomical at this point. They're, we're cold cycling, um, but they're getting as high as 900 a day. So, um, yeah, so that's it. That's interesting. What are your fats at, Kyle? My fats are 120 right now. Oh, that's yeah, I would never put carbs that high unless my fats were already at like a hundred. Yeah, so, yeah. Your metabolism is fast as hell. So yeah, I'm like you often. I'm rather add some insulin in and just you know make better use of the food. One hundred percent, and that's something I've never done. And I'm this off season. I'm I'm hitting that. So I'm thinking that'll have a pretty good effect on my physique since you know my carbs are 900 per freaking day which is not fun but you gotta grow guys that's what you gotta do you gotta eat like uh i found austin the uh, one of his highest macros from off season on this plant it was uh 340 protein uh 720 carbs and 85 grams of fat on a high day and then on his uh other training days it was 620 grams of carbs yeah. Yeah. And then on uh, off training days, we would actually lower the carbs, but increase the fat. So it looks yeah, like we were like upwards. We were getting in that like mid 100s on the fat. Yeah, it's 160 grams of fat on an off day. This plan yeah. I'm looking at. Yeah. yeah. And then 400 grams of carbs. So, and man, that's that's a good um, that's something for you guys trying to push your weight up. That can be really beneficial to on those off days, just keep energy balance high with the fats and that's going to bring some of the inflammation down too. But you know, you're not, you don't feel like such a bloated piece of shit all day eating those high fats versus the, all those carbs on your rest day. So whenever you're hitting the training day macros, it's a little easier to keep the appetite up. Like, but we kept our weight high because, you know, we kept the cows up with the fat. Yeah. It also kept blood glucose under control. I realized that was a big thing. He didn't put on nearly as much fat as I see a lot of people doing that keep carbs high every day. So we basically just replaced those carb calories with fat calories, didn't really lower them that much. And that was a big key right there. And I think blood glucose was staying around like 80 or 90 top. In the yeah, morning. we didn't have any issues that way. Like fasted uh, blood glucose was always good. And um, I stayed responsive to meals. It obviously slowed down a little bit, but. It, it never got in bad shape at all, pushing that much food, which was awesome. Yeah. All right. You ready for the questions I got for you, Austin? Yeah, let's hit them up, man. All right, all right bro. First one, this one to Caleb. I'm going I'm to call Caleb out for this one. He says, he said, convince Austin that Briar's ice cream is not the best. And he asked me ask you why that's your favorite. <laughs> Man, he would he would he would come up with this. This is funny because me and him, 
my buddy Caleb and I, we've had this conversation numerous times on best store-bought ice cream. And I, I always go with uh, Briar's company. So I don't know why it's my favorite, but they got killer flavors. And honestly, I do have some uh, reasons for picking it for cheat meals is that it's like a light ice cream. It's not even like an ice cream. It's like a frozen dessert. I don't know what the hell qualifies it to be ice cream, maybe like heavy whipping cream or something. But <laughs> it's like it's lower in fat. So it's a little more calorie friendly, like a whole quart of it's like the calories of Ben and Jerry. So a there's that and the flavors are good so those are my reasons fighting about briars is i actually throw that into like my hard gainers meal plans like <laughs> like briars ice cream because i know the macros of it and i'm like okay well that's decent like you can you know a cup of that's like i think 30 grams of carbs and like 10 grams of fat so yeah. you know it's really easy to add in and it tastes good and somebody you throw an ice cream into somebody's diet and they're like they just stare. No. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't expect that. And then it's, it's fun because I'll do it to like some. I, I coach a lot of like uh, couples as clients, and I'll yeah. throw it. Like, I'll have a guy, you know, and he might be like 160 pounds. I'm like trying to get this dude to gain weight, and I throw ice cream in. His girlfriend's always like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm like, "Oh shit, she's gonna be pissed." But <laughs> in fights and houses here, Tyler. Hey, bro, I'm trying to like spread love of ice cream. No, man, but for real, you make a good point. Like, the macros are pretty solid, so. Yeah, it's, if you throw that into, like, a shake, man, that's, like, a simple, like, mass gainer, you know, instead of buying, like, I hate mass gainers from, like, supplement stores. I've never, they make me just feel like trash, like, I don't see how people do those. I've tried them before when I was, like, younger, but I'm like, why don't you just throw, you know, some Briar's ice cream, some peanut butter, some whole milk, that's that's and a whole scoop of, like, a, you know, a whole scoop of regular protein in there, and bam, you got a mass gainer. It tastes good. It's probably cheaper. Oh, you know? Yeah. yeah. The, kid, the kids love the mass gainers. They think that is the holy grail of gains from, like, yeah. 15 to 20. Well, have you seen that Project AD one, though? That one's kind of interesting. It's, like, 75 grams of carbs and, like, 40 protein. I think, like, I forget if there's fat in it, but you only have to mix it with four ounces of water. What? Like, and I read this, and I'm like, or it might be like six ounces of water, but it's like a, like barely any water, and apparently it mixes, and you drink this, and I'm like, where was this at whenever I was 19 years old? You know, like, did they that did they invent that for like NASA astronauts? Because that is evolved mass. It comes from Joe Benley, the product idea. He also invented that peanut butter that has like no calories or something like that. <laughs> it's insane. They're getting creative with shit now, man. Like. If I was had that when I was nineteen, I'd be like four scoops of that a day, and I'd be like, "All right, now I'm now I'm growing." Dude, I remember when I started. And granted, I was 115 pounds when I started. I don't even. It was like it was an optimum. It was just like an optimum mass gainer, and I would try to choke two of those down a day with whole milk and just just like oats, whole milk, just disgusting. But I wish I would have known because I could have put ice cream in it. But. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of light ice cream, I'm, I'm going to tell you my favorite real quick. And uh, I know Austin's seen me eat this before. I actually got it, like, for a free meal in South Carolina and bought it at the store. Talenti. Like, uh, they make that with all natural ingredients. Like, it, and it's great. It tastes awesome. They got great flavors. And it digests so well. Like, I've never had something where I'm like, oh, wow, I ate all this ice cream and I don't feel like a trash can. <laughs> right. like, 
like ice cream normally for me, like it's so much dairy that I'm like, oh, why did I just do that to myself? But like, yeah. like Talenti, you like never has done that to me, which has been great. So anybody looking for like a free meal ice cream that's not going to fuck you up, try out some Talenti. There you go. I just, I'm white trash. So I do like a Ben and Jerry's, you know, that's like brownie core. Hey, now you want to funny there. I used to back in the day when I was trying to grow, that's another story about trying to grow. I used to, uh, at night before I went to bed, I would microwave an entire pint of Ben and Jerry's in the microwave till it was liquid, and I would oh. drink the whole thing and then eat the toppings. This uh, is that is. That's, dude, I put on weight, but I like that's the only uh, way that I was like, all right, I'm gonna get this food in. And, like that was my idea of like how to grow. And I was like in college, and I'd be like, got to go warm up my pint of Ben and Jerry's before I go to bed. <laughs> Jesus. So, okay, guys, listeners, if you guys want to warm up some Ben and Jerry's and let us know on our Instagrams, like, how it tastes, you just let us know. Yeah, if you want to get huge. Everybody start tagging Tyler in your Ben and Jerry's melted. Hey, seriously, if if that starts a trend, I'm going to laugh my ass off. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do a Ben and Jerry's melted ice cream challenge. Boom. There you go. Disgusting. Let's move on to the next question. Uh, this is a pretty simple one. I like, I had like six people ask this. So, what are your plans going forward? Like, what are your plans with bodybuilding life in general? Yeah, I think we're going to just hit Masters Nationals when I turn 35 and <laughs> try to do that. No. Uh, Hold on, like 10 years. <laughs> we're just going to rack it. We're going to hang them up till then. Um, <laughs> No, uh, man, it's pretty simple right now. We're just gonna get big, and me and Tyler have, uh, you know, just committed to um, putting on some size now. So right now, currently, just kind of rebounding out of this show, take advantage of the body building, body being in a very, you know, receptive state to food and nutrients right now. Get a get a little bit out of that. Then you know we're gonna just relax a little bit into the first of the year, get everything, you know, in line health wise and uh, rest a little bit. Um, and then just push it, man, just push the weight up, you know, uh, get strong, get big, um, all while, you know, keeping an eye on everything and just, uh, just grow pretty simple stuff. It's funny when people always say like what, what you did in this first year, I'm going to be like, what the hell are you going to think after two years? Yeah, I know. And I feel like I'm, we're actually just now hitting like a really good just momentum is just full swing right now. So I think uh, even, you know, this year will be even better. And, uh, you know, we did one ball last year together. So you know, I might even go through a couple, you know, gaining phases uh, before I decide to get back on stage. I don't know. There's too many variables to say when that'll be. But, um, yeah, I think it'll be pretty cool. Yeah, you got you got a lot coming up. Like uh, a lot of people don't realize you've been in prep since almost God, like end of December last year. Yeah, and even before then, like you said, your off season was like two hundred percent. Yeah, next this year coming up, you're getting married. I mean, there's just a lot going on. So it's you know you got to focus on the life stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing with bodybuilding, man. People don't realize you got to have a a lot of things in line for, you know, a contest prep or whatever it may be. It's, it's planning is very important in bodybuilding, just, you know, structuring your year. Um, You know, I kind of have a blueprint of what, 
my, you know, everything's going to look like until the end of 2021 right now. I just, I'm always thinking about, you know, what's, you know, planning wise, you know, how are you going to structure your year for bodybuilding? It's important, you know, and then trying to throw life things in that it's, it's crazy, but <laughs> what I want to know, and this is very important. If you guys don't know Austin last off season, Austin had one of the best beards I've ever seen in my life. Um, and the million dollar question is, Austin, is Brie going to let you have a sufficiently large beard when you get married? This is my theory. I'm sure. Actually, I hope she listens to this, but I don't know. <laughs> um, my theory is um, the answer is no right now, but it'll grow <laughs> as it grows on me physically. Yes. I mean, she's not going to leave you I mean, just because it's a, it's a, you got to start before you get married, you just got to start pressing those buttons and see like, how far can I push this woman? Is that right? Yeah. Or am I wrong? I mean, you guys are better with there's this. Some, <laughs> you know, there's some of that. I might have to buy her something nice and be like, this is for. <laughs> uh, moving into that, actually, we, we got a good question regarding this. Uh, Best ways to handle a relationship in prep? Um, yeah. Kyle, do you want to weigh in on this, or is this for me? Uh, I can tell you how to ruin a relationship in prep, but uh, that wasn't the question. That's the best way to learn. The best way to learn? Um, yeah, by screwing shit up. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll be real quick, because this, this is your question, okay? I'm just going to hit bullet points here. Um, being way too selfish not good you got to be selfless to an extent as much as you can during a prep um uh, kind of getting into your head with like hey i'm shredded and hot right now i want to show this body off to other women not good to do don't do that um and then just kind of not i've been i've been in a relationship for you know one prep this was years ago when i did men's physique so i was very young um but you have to give – I feel like you have to give your significant other, like, you got to let them shine too. You can't just take all of the light and put it on you and be like, this is mine. I'm what's important right now. So don't do those things. Yeah. No, those are all really good points, man. Um, so this is a good question for me, I'll admit, because um, Brianna has been through – uh, that, which is my fiance and I. So we've been through, I think, five preps together uh, going back to 2017. And the tricky part with us is I wasn't particularly focused on bodybuilding when we first got together. So she's had to make that transition with me, you know, from someone who was very okay with being very, um, you know, uh, not needing plans to do things, just being kind of, go with the fly on things to being very structured and, you know, living the bodybuilding lifestyle. So, you know, Kyle, you nailed it for a prep. You just got to be cognizant of being selfless and, and making sure you're not like something I, uh, something I try to do that I think helped this prep was just, I didn't really talk about prep to breathe much. If she wanted to talk about it and ask me how things were going, that was great. But I'm never, I was never like, you know, look how much more shredded I am. You know, feel my boots, you know. So I just kind of kept it out of it. And then, like, when she seen me on stage, she was like, I can't believe how good you looked. I'm like, you see me today. 
It's like, yeah, so that helped, honestly. And then Tyler, like, I mean, dude, we had cheat meals in until uh, four weeks out, right? So um, took her on a date every cheat meal, you know, like that night I could be normal, you know, so that's that was huge. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was one of my things, man, is I, I try to, especially if I have somebody in a relationship and they're progressing, keeping those free meals in and keeping the significant other happy is a big thing. And people don't get that. Like, I mean, I'll take those out sometimes and then there's nothing you can really do together. You know, food is a big part of a relationship. Like, you know, what, what do you go out to do with somebody? You know, you either go out to eat or you like go to a movie, but like food's a part of that in pretty much every occasion. So, you know, you were progressing each week. And I mean, we might've made calories a little bit lower during the week to make the free meal more useful but I yeah. think keeping that in definitely helps with people that are in a relationship and a prep because especially if they're progressing, like if somebody's behind and they're fucking around their diet, you can't do that, of course. Yeah. But if you make a date night once a week and make that planned, oh man, the progress is so much better mentally and physically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a pretty big debate, you know, with, there's gurus that are like no cheat meals and the guys will go 20 weeks and that's all cool, man. Like I get it. Like, and, and I'll say another thing, uh, some guy, some people can't handle a free meal when they're actually in a prep they are not responsible. So, you know, I keep, I have my hard and fast rules with a free meal. You know, we would share an appetizer. I would get an entree and then, you know, X weeks out, I would, some, we would do a dessert, but that stopped, you know, and that was it. You, you, you eat your food, you enjoy it, and you quit. But some people can't do that, right? So, but I mean, if you can ha- responsibly handle them, it can be very uh, beneficial to a prep, like Tyler said, not only mentally, uh, you know, or not only physically, but mentally. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Some people just can't handle it. You're right. Like, I recall in the past, I've given some people a free meal, and then it, like, you know, they'll eat that. And then for the next three days, they can't stop, you know, throwing in little this and that. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that fucked everything up. You know, now your cravings are out the, you know, your cravings are nonstop. And that's just throwing off everything. So you have to be in a really good spot and know how to handle that. So, like, that's one thing I told you, you said, too. It's like we threw out the desserts at a certain point. Like, it was just like a, you know, almost like a burger and fry or like a burrito yeah. or something like that. And then there was no dessert after Yep. That's the one thing too. Uh, I remember uh, Bree. Bree is a very good girl, man. You, you're a very lucky person. Uh, hi, Bree. Shout out, Bree. But I would prep. You were like, you were super tired, and I could tell you were feeling it. And I was like, I, I was talking to Bree, and I was like, thanks for taking care of Austin. Like, I really appreciate it. And she's like, oh, I've always got you. He's been great. <laughs> But like, Bree, Bree's practicing for your future children by taking care of you during prep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Um, yeah, you guys, you're all over it. She's awesome, man. Um, and this year being with Tyler helped that tremendously too, just because I wasn't, you know, playing coach and athlete. So I just was more of a robot. Like, okay, this is what, you know, that's another thing with, you know, hiring a coach, like, Yes, I don't care if you can do it yourself, but having someone else uh, make those calls for you is going to put your stress at such a better level um, that, you know, it's 100% worth the investment. 
Like, yeah, I agree. That's and that's what I get a lot of people ask me. Do you think I need a coach? And the answer is always yes, and that's part of the reason. Like, I don't care. Like, I know extremely intelligent coaches with insane amounts of education, and they still have a coach. Um, I mean, Tyler, you you have a coach. And, oh, yeah, I've had a coach like pretty much since I've started, you know, coaching. <laughs> exactly right. I mean, you just need it because you don't have to use, like Austin said, you're not using your brain power to concoct your macros and concoct your protocols. Like that's hard. And if you're not doing that for me, I'm less apt to second guess, you know, what my coach tells me, I just trust him. If I don't trust him, why am I paying him? I trust him. And then I just execute. And that's easy. That's so easy. Eliminating the guessing. That's the biggest part, man. It's like, you know, I take care of over a hundred different people by myself and I'm like, the last thing I want to do is sit there and second guess what the hell I'm doing. Yep. You know, that's stressful as hell. So I learned from the coaches I've been with, like I've been with some really good names and I've learned a lot. And that also helps me to help everybody else I have. Uh, but eliminating the guessing, I always tell people that like, people are like, why would you hire a coach? And I'm like, to make progress faster, it's stop fucking around. Like, you know, it's yeah. simple as well, that. You and can it's, achieve it's, a year. It's an extra set of eyes too. That's what people don't get. Like in bodybuilding, especially if you're, you know, a highly competitive athlete, um, this happens with social media too. You can get so many opinions coming in from every side. Like you're like, do I trust this? Do I trust that? What do I trust? Like you trust your coach. That's it. You know, like just like Austin and I, we sent back picks a lot leading up to, you know, the shows we were doing. We were never like, Oh, hey, man, are you sure that uh, you're doing this right? You sure you're doing that? Because we trust our coaches. Um, so always trust your coaches, guys. If you don't yeah. trust them, get a new coach. Truth. Yeah. That's a whole nother can we could open up and talk about for hours. But, I mean, you see it way too often as, you know, guys seeking, guys house seeking, you know, someone else's input other than their coach. You're paying them good money and, you know, there's no reason that you shouldn't put full trust in them because as soon as you don't and you ask for someone else's advice and follow any of it or don't do what your coach has said, it's no longer your coach's fault when you don't do as well as you want. It's your fault. Yep. It's your fault, shitty competitors who don't trust your coach. <laughs> I just got serious. That was very serious. You had a serious look in your eyes when you said that. Like Sitting outside, I'm, I'm relaxed. I just I'm feeling serious. Just feeling serious right now. You got any more questions for him, Tyler? I think that was it. Uh, but we do have some some things to go over that people want us to go over. So yes, let's yes. move on to. We got some good topics for this one. Yes. Yeah. All right, you want? Next. I'll go first, Tyler. If you if you're cool with that. Yeah, let's go ahead. All right, this is a. I like this one. Um, if you could make one change to the IFBB, what would it be? Go ahead, Austin. You first. Okay. Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. Absolutely. Um, huh. Let's think, because I know I have an answer somewhere in here. Um, I'll I'll lump MPC in with the IFBB for my answer. I think. Um, I think that there shouldn't be a weight difference within amateur and pro. It's kind of an interesting answer, but. Um, I don't know. So you're allowed to compete in a pro show 
you know, the weekend after you turn pro. So why not be able to compete, you know, to get your pro card? Like those should, when you go pro, that's telling me, okay, you should, you you can be a competitive as a professional. You can compete as a pro. So why not have the same weight limits? <clears throat> Excuse me. That's what I think. That's that's my answer. <laughs> no, I no, I agree with that because what you see a lot of is men's physique guys, and men's physique doesn't have a weight cap or weight limit, and they'll turn pro yeah. and then boom, turn right around and do a show, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, which I get the progressive idea behind that, but um, like you know, whenever you whenever you get drafted, you should be able to play. You know what I mean? Like right, right, right there. So. I think that would be interesting. And, like, for me, I think I would look complete at my professional weight cap. But I'm maxed out at my classic weight cap, essentially, you know, pretty pretty near it. And I feel like I just have a lot of gaps in, at that weight. So, yeah, that, that's one thing. I feel like, honestly, with classic physique, there shouldn't be weights. I think it's a look. And that's always how I felt about it. And I think it's super frustrating in some cases to try to – pull somebody down to that weight because then they just don't look their full self and it's like you know you, you have to make 205 austin and it's like we had to pull you down and it was like i thought you looked pretty damn good at 211 <laughs> like like in the, you know rebounding up to that 211 212 even the 215 mark you know i like that look on me so much more than when we have to you know, pulling in, man. So it's interesting. It that's, you bring up a really good point, Tyler. Like what if there weren't weight limits? Right. So, and they strictly went off the look, it really wouldn't change a whole lot. Like the boxy mass, mass monster still couldn't compete. Like, obviously he's not going to make these weight limits, but he couldn't do the division because he doesn't have the look. So if the weight was completely gone and if they went for a classical era, you know, looks with line symmetry aesthetics, you know, I don't think it changed a lot, but it would help a lot of guys out to be able to actually. Well, I I agree. And, like, let's take Mike Mincer, for example. You think Mike yeah. Mincer was classic? Yeah. You think he could have hit a classic weight limit that we have today? Nope. <laughs> not, not, I mean, nowhere close. I mean. Well, that's what's super frustrating about, like, even with that national show, I remember both you and Logan told me it was like you go back there and they're like, they didn't even really height you or doing weights. They were just kind of like, how tall are you? And you could be like, I'm six two. And they'd be like, all right. And it's just like, does it even matter at that point? Like why the hell did we waste, you know, two hours trying to make a weight and making you not eat as much food the day before and stuff like that for them to be like, Oh, okay. Like, uh, how tall do you want to be today? Right. <laughs> No. Yeah, especially yeah. at a national show. I, I, I haven't done a national show yet, but I would expect them to be fucking on it to the centimeter. Like, it's kind of – it's wild. It's like, you know, there, there was a guy in Class D, and I, Logan told me that the guy was like – Logan was talking about how a guy last year was 5'11 and snuck into Class D and was, like, bragging about it. And, guy, and a guy that was there at Junior USA was like, oh, yeah, I'm 5'10. They just let me be in it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like all right man like if, if it's that easy to do you know i've had clients go to some shows and i don't know who does the heights and weights for some of these but it's like it's kind of sad but it'll have somebody like it's like six pounds over and they're like oh close enough 
<laughs> right. It's like, so, so does it, does it matter at that point? You know, if you're, you're two twelve and you go in there and it's a better look and it's, you look classic. Why not let you just go in there at whatever weight you fall in? Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's system. Go ahead, Austin. I just said, yeah, I think that's a super interesting point. You know, I think that'd be interesting to see if they do something like that, but they've already made one change, so I don't I don't know if they will. <laughs> yeah. I think one day I think they'll be like, okay, you know. I think the rule the rules are set for a reason and I get that. Uh and honestly it makes it more of a challenge for some people to get there. Like for me to make my classic weight, I had to sit in a bathtub for freaking two hours beforehand. And then I tried classic and I got destroyed. Like clearly I'm not classic at all. Like I'm a bodybuilder for sure. Yeah. But I was like, why did I try to make this weight? I just looked like shit afterwards. <laughs> like, yeah. And see, yeah. I, it's funny because I'm on the complete opposite end of the spectrum from you guys. Like I was nine pounds underweight. Um, this year. So like, I've still got plenty of room to grow. So I think that it actually helps me, but it, it helps me because of my frame and my structure. I have very tiny joints. Um, so I can pack a lot of muscle in my frame. Um, but you know, I think even if they took away weight limits, I would still be able to become a pro at some point. Um, so I honestly, I tend to agree because I'm kind of like you Austin. It's a look like it's not a way it's not a look And those refrigerator looking dudes are not going to do well, even if there's not a weight. There's not, and I'm not. Those refrigerator dudes like Tyler are not going to do well in classic. Oh hell! No. <laughs> I remember I did classic. That was the worst mistake of my life. Like I will never touch that. I, I went against dudes that were doing the splits. Uh, <laughs> the guy that won my class like was so good. They made him leave the stage and made everybody else stay on. Oh. I mean, it, they classic's not something to fuck around with if you're a bodybuilder. Like they, they, that's what I'm saying. Like the weight doesn't matter. Like if you don't have a classic look. You're not going to touch anybody in that class. It, I think classic is one of the most competitive classes there is. You know, it's it's at that level where it's like there are so many people that are that good and that classic that it just makes everybody else look like, oh, why'd you come? Yeah. No, but, and see, I've had people tell me, like, don't focus on classic. Like, do open bodybuilding and turn pro in that and then be a classic pro, which is a route you can take. Um, That's what Ed did, which is wild to think about, you know. Yeah. Bumstead turned pro in uh, super heavies, right, or heavies? I think heavies. Heavies, because he beat Sean Smith at uh, that first show. I think it was North American. Yeah. I think then, he was a well, super. What? I think he's he won. Yeah, that makes sense. I'd have to look it up. It's been a while. Gosh, it's been like, what, three or four years? Yeah. yeah. Five, maybe. But that's another one. You know, that's a classic look, and clearly he was – Bigger than his classic weight there, I'm sure, you know? Yeah. See, but yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if they – he might have turned – he either turned pro the year classic came about or I actually it might have been the year before. So I, I wonder if he might have – I'm pretty sure it was 2015. Yeah, so 16 is when classic came in, I'm pretty sure. So I think he was in that first crop of guys that decide made the decision to move to the division. Yeah. Which ended up paying off for him for sure. <laughs> yeah, people doing okay. I think he's he's a uh, he's doing all right. He's he you know decent, decent. He's a decent classic physique bodybuilder. He's okay. All right, we're gonna move on to my next question. 
Um, and this is this is something that you can correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler. I hate this with a passion. So I'm going to ask Tyler. You can go first. All right. Opinion on opinions on intermittent fasting. All right. So I don't think this is necessary. Uh, I see a lot of people do it and they, they set these eating windows and I just don't think you need to. Um, I think it's better off to just eat meals throughout the day during the time that you're awake and just not worry about that. Uh, the only time I found intermittent fasting to be useful is when I'm on vacation. Uh, and I do tell clients to use it on vacation. And so for vacation, my tips, like I send out a big tip list of what to do because I don't make people follow a full diet if they're on a week long vacation. I just think like that's not vacation. Uh, so I'll say something like, you know, follow, start eating in the morning when you wake up, like be fasted, drink some coffee, drink some water, but don't start your first meal till 12 and have your last meal at eight. And, you know, eat three or four meals. That way you're not as pressed for meals on a vacation. Yeah. But if you're just trying to lose fat and like, I think that process is just kind of flawed and sometimes it has more issues with digestion for many people. Cause you're trying to fit in and cram so much food. And sometimes, sometimes people are doing like a four hour or less window. And I'm like, oh, that sounds horrible. Like I would be miserable trying to fit in my calories in a eight hour window. Yeah. Or what? <laughs> it's just a case of people doing way too much. In my, this is my opinion, just doing way too much and just going, just saying, we don't need the basic tenets of just eating throughout the day normally. We're going to throw this out and do something insane and hope that results come. And it's just not a yeah. fact. Yeah. I mean, I can pitch in a little bit here. Like, let's just get down to the basics. Like it's energy balance that matters, right? Whether you, I don't care how you eat it. So, you know, if you want to abide by those rules and it makes it easier for you, then, and it's going to make you adhere to a diet, then absolutely go for it. And I'll say, I think fasting in and of itself has some good benefits for, you know, nutrient sensitivity and things that way, but that's a little different story, you know, different question here. So, yeah, I can agree with fasting has some good properties to it. Like I've I've used it before, like coming out of a show. Uh, yeah, I used to do that because it gave me a shorter eating window. And like so coming out of a show, I think fasting is actually very useful uh, because, first of all, you're so hungry because you're left in ghrelin levels and you, you set yourself a, a smaller eating window to eat. You know, say you're eating five or six meals and you have those eating your eating window from, say, 11 till nine. And you get up in the morning, you don't immediately eat, you know, you, you do some cardio, you, you do some work on your computer, and then you start eating. You have a less less time during the day when you're like hungry, in my opinion, because I, until I eat my first meal, I'm normally not like ravenous. You know, I can wake up, do my cardio and chill for a bit. And, but after I eat my first meal, I'm like, fuck, I'm hungry. Yeah. You know, the wheels start turning. It's like I picked up my metabolism. Now I could eat in seconds. But then, you know, with the, the intermittent fasting style, then you're kind of like, okay, well, I got a shorter eating window to eat these six meals. So I know I'm going to get a meal sooner than I would later rather than splitting it up and starting eating at 8 a.m. And then you're like, okay, well, I got to wait, wait another three hours to eat and another three hours. So coming out of a show, I can see it being very useful. 
All right. Austin, anything else? Uh, no, I, I'll say that I've, if, if the question is, you know, someone who's, you know, maybe not super into bodybuilding and asking, you know, what are their thoughts on that for, for weight loss? It absolutely works, you know, but if you're eating in a two hour window a day and you eat 10,000 calories in those two, two hours, it's not going to work. So just be cognizant of what, how much, how many calories are you eating in, in that window? Yeah, it'll work if you want to lose fat. Yeah, so not the most optimal for bodybuilding and keeping muscle mass, but yeah, for fat wall, I agree. You know, if you're just a, a normie trying to lose a little bit of fat, that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right. Well, the, we already answered my next one because we already talked about uh, off-season macros whenever we had Austin. So we'll go ahead and go to your questions, Tyler. Um, let's see. I'll go ahead and read them for you. Let's start with the oh, yeah. pre-workout rituals slash caffeine consumption for motivation. So what? How you start? Well, you got some interesting stuff. Yeah. So pre-workout rituals are very important to me. Um, I like to spend <laughs> a little. I like to turn the lights down low, spend a little time alone, uh, turn my pictures around, uh, put some uh, some music on, and kind of become one with myself. I'm kidding. I don't do that. Um, I sacrifice animals to the gods of the iron, such as Arnold and Franco, RIP Franco. I don't actually do any of that. Um, no, so just FYI, I don't jerk it before I work off. Kids don't do that. Um, but, okay, getting serious here. <laughs> getting serious here. Um, yeah, so I think I'm big. We talked about this last week a little bit. I'm big about getting in the zone. Like for me, like this is ridiculous. If, if I'm off, like today I was off work, um, I had shoulders. So whenever I'm off work, I always love to, I do two meals. So I get my first meal in and my second meal in about two and a half hours later. And then I always take a nap. I have to have, if I'm off, I'm having a little pre-workout nap. It's only going to be about 35 minutes. I set my timer on my phone and I just lie down, I nap and then I get ready. I, it's, I'm kind of, I'm kind of weird. I already have my clothes set out that I'm going to wear for the gym. You know, if it's, if it's shoulder day, I'm definitely wearing a stringer because, you know, gotta let these things breathe. Um, if it's leg day, I've begun to wear compression shorts because I feel like I'm juicy enough to do that now. So if it's leg day, I'm going to set my compression shorts out. I'm going to have a nice hoodie ready to go. So it's kind of like I'm going to my first day of school every time I go to the gym. <laughs> really? So your gym swag is important for your motivation. Guys. I'm going to be – look, I make fun of people all the time about, like, pl playing golf. So I'm like, why are these dudes dressed up to play golf? That's fucking dumb. And then I'm like, oh, I got to wear my dark sport hoodie on leg day. Okay, yeah, I got to gotta match my shoes. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm setting my clothes out. And I always – I make my pre-workout the same way every day. I put the creatine in at the same time. I put my EAs, EAs in ready for my intra. And I always love to listen to music on my way to the gym. I don't listen to podcasts. I listen to hard ass music. I've been listening to the Deftones this last week because they just had a new album come out. And I always like to sit in my car just a little bit. And I like to visualize my workout. You know, I have it down. I'm ready to go. And I like to do that visualization exercise where I'm like, okay. So my first set today, my first exercise are going to be you know, reverse flies. How do I want it to go? So I really kind of get into it and think about like, this is how, this is how it's going to go for me. So 
I do that with all of my exercises while I'm in my car drinking my pre-workout. Um, and then we go in and we kill it. So it's just all about visualization to me, which is something I believe in no matter what you're doing. Like you just, if you can visualize what you're about to do, you're putting yourself in that mindset to do it and do it well. So, yeah. That's intense. I've got a lot going on. I, I swear to God, I don't have like, I don't think I have like ADD or I don't think I'm autistic. Actually, one time, this is a, this is a good story. I'm going to be quick with this. So at my gym, a few, this is probably like been about eight or nine months ago. Um, there's a girl, there's an attractive girl there. And I, of course, I never talk to them when they're at the gym. But this girl asked one of my buddies at the gym like about me. And she was like, yeah, like he's really cute. But like I see him like talking to himself before sets and like he yells a lot and doesn't talk to anybody. And she was like, is he autistic? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what did you tell her? And he was like, I told her you weren't. And I was like, shit. So like that night I go home and I'm on Google and I'm like doing autism, autism tests. Cause I'm like, shit, maybe I'm autistic and I don't even know it. Um, so yeah. Um, I guess also part of my pre-workout ritual is, looking like I'm autistic in the gym. So <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. So uh I'm not. If you're listening, hot lady, I'm not. Hit the IG DMs up. I promise. Hey, put that in your bio. Not autistic. <laughs> not autistic. That I know of. Yeah, even though that. I just went over this insane ritual that I do every single day that includes sitting my clothing out like I'm a child going to kindergarten. Okay, who's next? I'm done. Austin, you want to go or you want me to go? Hit it, and then I'll go last. Alright, so my, mine's changed a lot. Like, now that I have the gym in the garage, it's become a lot different. So, I honestly don't even wear shoes anymore, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I have no use for shoes. <laughs> I have so many pairs of shoes that I just don't wear. Uh, I work out in socks now only, um, but mine is like, I, you know, I eat my pre-workout meal about an hour before I train, uh, and I normally like to sit there and just plan out my day or plan out my workout. Like, I know what I'm going to do, but, you know, I'll make lists of things I need to do after, make sure my mind's clear of everything else. So with work, like, you know, if people are checking in, I write down every name that's checked in. I kind of get an outline of what I need to do for each person. If somebody needs to write new training, that way when I go train, I'm mentally clear of all those thoughts. Like, I can eliminate that. I know, like, I got a plan after this. We're good to go. Uh, and then uh, I would just kind of chill and wait. And I drink a – I don't drink any caffeine anymore, actually. I've stopped doing that, which has been wonderful for me. I literally, like, I'll have my coffee in the morning, but I do not do any caffeine before I go train. Uh, I'll do a pump product and some water, and that's it. And I don't know why, but it's been so much better on me. I just don't feel crazy anymore when I'm training, like, nauseous. Like, I don't know, caffeine was making me kind of weird feeling. But other than that, I kind of step out in the garage. I put some music on, and I get to it. Uh Back in the day, it used to be a lot different. I used to, you know, I used to have different pre-workout rituals. Like I used to roll up to the gym and I'd have my vaporizer and I'd take two hits, of <laughs> two hits out of this. Like I had this inhale, like a vaporizer that looked like an inhaler, and I would 
when I sit in my truck and I take two hits <laughs> and I go to the gym and I'd be super like, I'd be like, oh fuck, I'm out of it. But people would like, <laughs> but that was like my thing. I was like, I'm going to get mind muscle connection today. <laughs> You know, and things have changed a lot, but, you know, that used to be my ritual. Like, I used to do that, two puffs out of that, go train. I couldn't that, talk to people. I'd wave at them, like, a really awkward wave. Like, that was my thing. I'm high as fuck. Hey, guy. That's hilarious, man. There's that guy with his fucking puffer. <laughs> it's a puff it, too, if anybody wants to order it. Very valuable device. It's, I think it's, like, $9.99. It looks like an inhaler. It's very concealed. Nice. Kids, if you want to get that, if you're still vaping, there you go. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's amazing. You better have something crazy. Imagine you like do yoga or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, run, like, I run a half marathon every day before I work out. Anabolic. That's where the conditioning comes from. The marathon pre-training. <laughs> Egg strength. Yeah. No, I. It, I this is going to be very underwhelming because when I was you know, pre-screening these questions, I was like, I don't know if I have one, you know, like I, uh, I work like a nine to five, you know, so by the time I'm off work, that's, you know, all I'm thinking about is like gym. Right. So, uh, you know, I eat about that time, but I actually wait until late. I train late at night. I train about 7 PM most nights, six forty-five. So really it's just about decompressing from the work day, man. That's what it's all about for me pre-workout meal, you know, go sit on the couch and just let my mind kind of get, get in the right spot, you know, getting out of the, you know, the career work and then going to, you know, into the bodybuilding mindset and just getting really locked in that way, you know, kind of thinking about what I'm going to do that day. And, you know, then I, I get my, I'm kind of weird. Like I'll do pre-workout meal. And then immediately after that, I, put together my intra drink and that's sitting there ready for me to go. And then I actually make my post-workout meal before I go to the gym. Cause I do like cold cream of rice and put that in the fridge. So it's just ready for me to knock out. Cause that's my last meal of the day. So, um, yeah, that's what I do every day. It's nothing crazy whatsoever. And like, I'm super cool with driving to the gym, like no music. I just, I'm just in my own head. So no music. So you just drive the gym and you're just like, fuck like, yeah, I don't actually train with me either. Um, really? Yeah, the gym I train at, like, they play pretty – they got a decent playlist going most of the time. But um, since I've been working out specifically with Steven, who's one of Tyler's clients as well, we just don't do music, and that way we can really just scream and spit on each other. <laughs> So that's the thing is when I'm training with somebody, I don't like to listen to music either. Like the only time I put a song on, if it's like a, a vicious, you know, hack squat failure set or something like that, I'm like, okay, I might need a little extra drive. But like you said, you're at Katie Hearn gym and they do have a pretty ball and playlist there. Like, you yeah. know, they're normally playing something that kind of gets you going anyway. So you don't really have to worry about picking something to play. Yeah. yeah at one of my gyms on Sundays, they play worship music all day, which is fine. That's cool. But I can't get balls deep in a hack squat when I'm hearing Jesus over the speakers. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, obviously setting has something to do with this. Because that it reminds me. I lifted it at like a YMCA once, and it was, you know, some of that going on. I was like, all right, got to get these iPhone headphones out, dust them off. So, um, yeah, honestly, yeah. If I'm training with you, though, that's a good point. Like, 
probably not going to have music in so we can talk and, you know, communicate that way. So if we train together and I listen to music, you, you screwed something up. <laughs> I, I can't stand when people even listen to music whenever I'm training with them. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to tell you if I'm going to die on this set? Like, you know, like, are you paying attention? Like, you know, it's kind of like awkward almost. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I never have a training partner. Uh, I don't, I don't know what that says about me. Maybe nobody likes me. Um, well, but I talk to myself, so it's kind of like I do. Um, but even when I'm training, like, what would you say? There's like five Kyles there. So it's all, yeah, I'm talking to all of my separate personalities and they're all autistic and we're just blaring cold play. It's just awesome. It's a great scene. The big yep. old fashion short leg day party. God, yes. Actually, my I go to two gyms in the, the small gym here. Someone complained about me wearing compression shorts. Can you imagine this? Like, ass? What did that complaint entail? Were they like? Um, <laughs> this is what he said. He said that my he said that he could, they were kind of quote riding up my butt. So he was looking. Ass. What I said, I was like, "Well, I'm very, I'm flattered that this man is looking at my juicy ass." First of all, second of all, why are you looking? What are you doing, bro? Making a video, right? And actually, one of my buddies mentioned me. I took those pictures in my trunks the other day, and uh, they were like, "You should make a workout video in the trunks." <laughs> Agreed. We'll send. Do it. Homes, so technically I could, you know, like nobody could say shit. But like, imagine you you get on you get on Instagram and I'm there in like bodybuilding trunks doing squats. <laughs> but when I'm 70 years old, that's the shit I'm gonna do though. Like, I don't monkey, like when I'm old, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna be like, all right, let's go to the local Planet Fitness <laughs> in bodybuilding trunks. <laughs> go to PF in this banana hammock and see what the kids are about these days. Yeah, because nobody can say shit to you. Uh, funny story though, what you guys were saying about like a. Uh, Music and gyms, like uh, back in the day, I used to work in a smoothie shop inside of uh, LA Fitness, and I always thought it was super funny because they would change the type of music they played based on the time of the day. So, like, you go in there in the morning, like you said, Kyle, like there'd be like worship music on, like Christian hits, and then like you know, one PM roll around, they'd start getting into like some Usher, and then there'd be like a little bit of a Chris Brown on, and then seven PM at night, it'd be like Young Jeezy. And freaking <laughs> Maine. And it'd be like, how'd this like escalate from this period? Like, and at 7 p.m., you know, everybody's in there. It's like, you know, they're going to the club after. It's like, and LA Fitness to me is like the gym you go to if like you like to go out to the bars. Right. No offense, people with LA Fitness, there's, there's some of you that work hard. Like, but the majority there, it's like, it's like you go there to be seen and then you're like, all right, well, I'm going to go out after. I got to so get it. I gotta get this chest and bicep pump so I can pick up women. Gotta get ready for the club. You know, it's pregame. Pre <laughs> Whatever gets you going, man. Yep. All right. So basically, we've agreed that we all kind of get in a zone. You gotta be in a zone. No matter how you get in the zone, get in the zone. I think that's the consensus right. here. But you guys need to practice lying out your workout clothes. I'm just saying it'll change your life. Just saying. Bro, I really roll out of bed and whatever I'm wearing from the night before. Sometimes I work out in like that's my life now. It used to be like I used to be like what I wore to the gym would be depend on how good of a workout I got. But I'll literally like, oh, throw on a cutoff and like whatever pair of shorts I'm wearing at the moment, and I'm like, all right, let's go. All right, you're, you're like, hey, Laura, I'm heading out. All right, baby, let's go listen to some crime podcast. 
barefoot. Next one. Training difference, but this is a good one. I like this one. Um, training difference between prep and off season. Is there a training difference? Should there be? What do you guys okay. think? In prep, my opinion on prep is like I start off with a lot more like supersets and, you know, a little bit more metabolic style work. So I don't have to have people do as much cardio because uh-huh. your, your food's higher in the beginning of prep. So I think like then you can do a lot more supersets, a lot more volume, like you can really push it. But as your food goes down during a prep, I switch people like, you know, four to six weeks out, we're doing more straight sets for like eight to tens. Uh, no supersets, like, and then cardio is a little bit higher than two. So, and your body can take less, in my opinion. Like, it's kind of beat up. So, I think changing training as prep goes on can sometimes be beneficial. But off season, I mean, I think it should just be like constant heavy movements, going for progressive overload, and not really changing much. You know, like you may change. Like, I'm not going to have somebody do squats for eight straight weeks. I may switch them to a hack squat for four, you know. But that's just to give them a little break from that movement. But otherwise, it's just, you know, find the movements that work and stick with them. And try to progress on those movements. Try to do the movements that you do not like because often those are the ones that work the best. Yeah, I'm with you. Austin, what do you think? Yeah, um, it's a big, you know, it's a big question. You could um, hit this with a ton of different angles, but, um, you know, I kind of look at it as this prep, you know, it's like a progressive deload, essentially, like you're, you you know, keep it as hard and heavy as you can until you can't and listen. It's all about just listening to your body. So you'll know whenever that those intensity techniques need to be dropped back. So it's Tyler's right on it, that four to six week out mark, you're not performing you know super great so you know lowering the volume there you know if you kept that volume high it's just going to be detrimental at that point but off season yeah hard heavy um as hard as you can but you know same thing there know when to listen to your body and there absolutely needs to be periods in that off season where you, you do scale back um you know tyler specifically i know a couple times last year i was just like dude not recovering and beat up and you know we'd take three four days off and and then at that point maybe go to a little bit more of that four day split and just give the body more more recovery so it's all about just listening to your body and being intuitive that way um in my opinion yeah and i I'm, i agree with everything you guys said and it's, it's really it's really food dependent like like Tyler was saying, and then, you know, Austin, you were saying it four to six weeks out during prep. Like if you don't have the food to do those heavy weights and do the heavy progressive overload, you're only going to hurt yourself by trying to do it. So I'm really bad about that because I'm always like, I need to lift heavy all the time because I have it in my head. Like I'm skinny um, because I came up from being skinny. So I'm like, I got to always lift heavy. And that's just not the case. Um, so it's super food dependent. And then off season, I'm exactly like you guys just nail those essential movements. Um, for me right now, one of the biggest movements for me is the pendulum, just the pendulum squat. Excuse me. That one, man. That is, yeah. And I'm just, we're going to, that's been in since I started the off season, you know, about, about a month ago and I'm progressing really well. My 
legs are getting much bigger and I'm really enjoying the movement. It's a great movement for me. So we're going to keep those in and just keep banging away at that because it's, it's working. Like there's no need to make tiny changes if it's working and people love to make changes just for the sake of making changes because they get bored. The off season is fucking boring if you're doing it correctly. Oh yeah. So bodybuilding's boring. Doing it correctly. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> it's not competitive. Like I tell people all the time, like I have ate the same exact food every single day, other than my free meal once a week. And you know, it's steak and chicken and rice and cream of rice and eggs, and that's pretty much fucking it. I don't switch it. You know, and people want to be like, oh, I'm bored of this and I'm bored of that. And it's like, it's the same way with your food as is your training. Like, it doesn't matter if you're bored. Like, no, just do it. <laughs> comfortable being bored. Like, you're going to have to deal with it because if you want to progress, you have to do the same thing over and over again. And that's that's what bodybuilding truly is. It's that simple. Like, do the same thing and get better at it over and over again. Austin summed it up well. Bodybuilding is boring. Yes. Next t-shirt idea, Kyle. <laughs> hey, guys, I, I, we, we've got some t-shirt ideas um, for Brainiac Bodybuilding here. So, you know, just I, I may know some connections over here. So we may have some t-shirts out soon. Just FYI. It's going to be me as in a, like my head with a sloth's body. <laughs> Kyle's head with like a rhinoceros body. And we're going to be walking through like a fucking jungle. That's fine. I like that. Or ooh, we could be like a hydra. You know? We could be like a hydra with two heads. I'm down with that, dude. Like, that's some shit that I would wear for sure. I think, I that's, cool. <laughs> I think that's so cool. And like, Austin, you could be on there like as like a, you're like fighting the hydra. I don't know. This is way better than your typical gym shirt idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. We've got some simpler ones that are like, my favorite thing to say is more meat, and I misspell more. I don't know why. Why do I misspell more? I spell it M-O-A-R, and then just yeah. use the meat emoji. I don't know. It's your but thing. It's, cool. it's so cool. More meat. Off-season. That's all I needed to say. Hey, Kyle, what are you doing in your off-season? More meat. Next. Hey, Kyle, what are you doing prep? Nails. Four Zs. Next. Next. <laughs> Objective. Somebody messaged me one time. They are like, why does Kyle say nails on every <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's autistic, so I don't. I just don't. Know. Well, which Kyle are you talking about? Which <laughs> Kyle? I'm pretty sure Nails was born Indianapolis weekend. It was. Yeah, you and I. We, you and I gave birth to Nails together. We just kept saying that word. I don't know why we did it. We were just like Nails, bro. Your Nails. No, your Nails, bro. <laughs> I love it. That's great, Tyler. Yeah. This. He's eating. Yeah. Get more us there. Bacon rice. Speaking of more of the same food. More of the same food. Boring. Uh, Love it. I had chicken and rice before this started, and I got another chicken and rice meal after this finishes. I had chicken and rice before this started. <laughs> I just ate like two hours ago, and now I'm trying to do it again. Time to go again. I had cream of rice with whey in it. Nice. I had that pre-workout. Love it. I had a post-workout. <laughs> That's how boring it is. We are three bodybuilders, and we just eat the same we shit. Own foods, all of us today, in multiple different times. Wow. That's it. Did you guys have eggs today, anybody? Because I did. Dude, I have so many eggs right now. Today. It's very depressing. We just really? had a I love eggs, man. 
What'd you say, Austin? I said we just had a, a lengthy conversation around this like a couple days ago. Actually, uh, Laura pulled up this uh, this thing the other day, and it was she looked up Eggman or something like that on like Google search, and it really pulled up this like superhero named Eggman, and it looks just <laughs> like Austin. I'm curious. Like, I mean, I think she sent it to you, Austin, but I mean, it looks like Austin holding an egg. <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious because he has like the pencil mustache that I was rocking for nationals. So it's like, <laughs> not nationals, excuse me, junior USA's, but yeah, it was. She sent me that shit, and I'm like, damn, that could be my uncle for sure. <laughs> Eggman Halloween costume this year. It was Egghead Man. <laughs> yeah, that makes it way worse. Egghead Man, I like that. He's creepy as shit. Hey, not that could be a third idea. We'll get an Egghead Man, but we'll give him muscles. It'll be buff. Perfect. That's me. <laughs> All right. So we got a little off topic there, guys. But yeah, eat your eggs. And we got Eggman here, right here. More nails. More meat. Nails. Okay. Next. Okay, we kind of went over this, but let's see. This All this says is free meals slash cheap meals refeed. So, Tyler, I'll go with you first. Kind of explain the difference between a, a free meal and a refeed first. Okay, so a free meal would be like, a, say you're you're in a diet phase, or you know, and on a Saturday, a free meal would be like your last meal you replace with something that you like, and you don't care about the macronutrients or the calories at all. So, you you can get a burger and fry, and then you get a ice cream afterwards. That that's a free meal. Uh, another option, you know, sushi, uh, burrito, whatever whatever you want. Uh, and then a refeed would be calculated. So, for example, say you're eating 200 grams of carbs on your low day. A refeed would be, say, on Saturday, you would do 600 grams of carbs throughout the day of the same food that you're kind of eating already, but just more of them. So you're refeeding your body to restore glycogen storage. Easy. So what do yeah. you – go ahead, Austin. Sorry. I was saying, and a free meal, you know, has refree, you know, refeed properties, you know, to it. It's just a less calculated way of going about it. But essentially, you're you're still giving your body that calorie spike and restoring some glycogen and and the leptin levels as well. It's just going about it a little less of a calculated manner, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think uh, free meals are much better, honestly. Uh, it's kind of like a break from the diet a little bit, especially when your food's super high. I mean, I'll use a free meal kind of to just eat something I know I can eat. Like, I, I never do this, but lately my food's been so high, my free meal's literally just Taco Bell. Like, yeah. I'll go two chicken quesadillas and, you know, two orders of nachos and, like, a taco. And I can eat that, and I feel great, and my digestion's good with it. I have no idea why, and next day I wake up feeling awesome. That's but, insane. Yeah, you know, but whenever I'm cutting, my free meal is often, you know, something a lot more calorie dense. Like, uh, you know, I'll get like a big steak and sweet potato fries or something a little bit more wholesome. wholesome. Nutrient delivering. Yeah. Yes. Hey. Yeah. I'm. I'm just. You know, you guys are nail on the head. You're. You're basically. There's two ways to skin a cat. Um, and everybody's going to be different, obviously. I'm pretty lucky because with my metabolism, I can hit those free meals up to about four weeks out. 
um, and be okay. But then obviously it's all refeed. Um, but my favorite off, and I'm like you, Tyler, in the off season when my food gets super high, like you know, you've got to throw in those free meals. Like yesterday, I had it was a leg day for me, um, and I didn't have you know a free meal scheduled, but. You know, I was at work. I was kind of feeling like, well, you know, I don't want to eat this next rice and chicken meal. So I door dashed little IHOP, you know, to work. It was a French toast, stuffed French toast, um, some eggs, bacon. And, you know, I'm in the off season. I can handle it. So smash that. So it's just a little being in the off season gives you a little more flexibility. Um, you know, you don't want to cheat 24 seven. But if you're feeling like, man, like, I had a bad food week last week, a couple days, because I was just fucking over it. Like, I hit that wall where I'm like, I've been eating so much food for so long, I just don't want to fucking do it. Um, so I had a couple days where I actually didn't hit, you know, my macros. I was a little under. I wasn't much, but, you know, I hit 85 or 90% of them. Um, and that doesn't sound like a big deal, but my weight dropped. So, yeah, you know. I That's the thing, man. You're trying to grow when you're like us, like, in your metabolism. Like, I, I consider all three of us very flat fast metabolism people yeah but like big thing i do with my free meal is i make sure that it's at least more calories than my meal that i would actually be eating at that time mm -hmm. uh, that's super important for somebody that's trying to grow like if you're like oh, i'm gonna have my free meal and your, your normal meal is you know 120 grams of carbs 20 fat and 50 protein and you do 30 protein and 50 carbs and 10 fat you're not going to gain weight you're likely going to lose I'm trying, you know, when I hit a free meal, I'm trying to double or triple it at least. I mean, that's usually what I go for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Um, but, like, another thing on the on the prep, you know, and refeeds and stuff, it's just lower variables that way, too. So, that's, a you know, a good thing about calculating refeeds. But, yeah, when you're in the off-season, you get those free meals, you got to make sure they're high-calorie because – Honestly, we all probably just feel like taking a meal off for the free meal, you know? Yeah, yeah I don't I don't even want to eat. I could go without it completely, but I'm like, oh, man, you know. Yeah. I know like that's you, not anything to make me grow if I skip a meal. That's the worst thing. Anybody that's listening to this podcast, the worst thing you can do if you are cutting or growing is skip a meal. That's yeah. horrible. Like, I don't care if you're trying to lose weight. Like, I'll have people like, I'm not losing fast enough. I skip two meals, and I'm like, well, that set you back, you dumbass. Like, <laughs> 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 I just switched to intermittent fasting for the day. It's fine. God. Don't yeah. do that. Do what you're told. Eat your meals. More meat. Think about that, guys. More meat. <laughs> All right. Let's see. We got anything else here? That's it. That's it, guys. Anything Thanks else? Thanks for having on, by the way, brother. We really appreciate you coming and joining us. I want to apologize for my terrible connection issues earlier but hey austin we have very loyal followers and it doesn't matter because they're going to stick with us through any connection issues we have or any horrible stories about me possibly being autistic so we're fine bro it's gains man it's hard man you thought you could turn your wi-fi off i don't know why <laughs> yeah guys hey um some some advice if you're trying to get a good internet connection keep your wi-fi on yeah, Austin said that, and I was just like, "How the fuck is that gonna work?" <laughs> I know. I'm like, Does he have some like LTE connection through his work that's like super fast? What's going on right now? Hey, buddy, I was connect. I was I was banking on that on that LTE. Yeah, never bank on LTE, bro. It's it's uh, 
literally Austin, and he was just like fucking with his camera and swinging his body around, and me and Kyle just sitting here looking at each other like, "Hey, you all right?" <laughs> like, uh. Well, I was. It was funny because I was talking for about five minutes, and then Kyle's like, "All right, moving on." And I'm like, "Yeah, they can hear me." <laughs> all right, fuck you. I don't care, Austin. Moving on. No, I just couldn't see you. I didn't hear you. I was. I was just gone. It's fine. I was gone. It's fine. Who knows what you did in that five minute period? I switched rooms and ran around, and I was like, "Man, where's this?" And then I just was like, "I'm going down. I'm going downstairs." I'm gonna- he popped back out outside. He was like on the street. <laughs> <laughs> what is? I'm in the middle of the street holding my phone up in the air, you know. Hey, we could take questions from bystanders in someday. Maybe we can do that. Hey, we're all going to be at this show next week. Oh, you sure. right, Tyler? Are you going? Yeah, I'm going to be at prejudging only, though, because the tickets, like, the way they're doing there's only 32 competitors at the show, which is really disappointing to me because I, 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 this is the first show I've ever done was Tricky. And, I mean, like, I think it's, like, a staple as a show in Kentucky. It's always kind of been there. But – 32 competitors. I honestly have nobody competing in it because I try to get people in there. Like it's not competitive enough for me. Yeah. You know, I don't want people to waste their money when it's like, uh, you're going to win or whatever. You're not going to get to go against anybody in your class. And it kind of makes me a little upset that that's kind of how it's getting. But I mean, it's two different prejudgings and it's 25 bucks for each, you know, they're trying, they're trying to make some cash. So I'm going to support Caleb and Jeremy Fox. Shout out to you guys. And uh, there's a few other people I know competing. Uh, so I'm going to go watch them. Uh, but I'll be at prejudging. Will you guys be at both? Or Yes. Yeah. I, I have no plans and I need to do something on a day other than just taking naps and lying my clothes out for my workout and uh, lifting. So, Well, if you guys want to come over to the house in between, feel free. Hey. Maybe. Maybe we'll do an IG live for Brainiac Bodybuilding. Cribs, Tyler's house. I think that's the move for sure. This is going to be a good reunion of of meatheads. Of the Kings. I know Steven's coming over to train, so. Yep, yep. We can all yep. train if you want. <laughs> all right, guys. Good. Well, we're going to get off here. Um, Tyler's got to eat. I've got to eat. I don't know what Austin has to do. What do you got to do, man? Uh, my intermittent fasting window starts <laughs> in a little while. Uh, an hour of eating, nine to ten. <laughs> I, I eat fourteen k between nine and ten every, every night, and it's mostly briars. Just briars, just like what is that? Like fifteen quarts of briars. It's like yeah, and I just do all different flavors. It's it's amazing. I'm gonna go eat spam, um, lard. And maybe <laughs> a little bit of goat's heart. I don't know what that even is. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm just. <laughs> hey, thank you guys for listening. If, you, if you've made it this far and you didn't turn it off five minutes ago, God, you're very loyal. Uh, DM us and let us know. We'll get you a prize. And by that, I mean like maybe an autograph from one of us. Or a bicep touch. A bicep touch yeah. is a good idea. Okay. And you can pick which one. And Austin's into this too. Okay. You'll get 20 seconds of video chat. 20 seconds of video chat. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, maybe next week, if you guys are going to be at the show, you can touch one of our biceps. And if you don't pick me, I'm going to be fucking upset with you. (laughs) All right. Okay. We're done. We're done here. Thank you guys for listening. Austin, thanks for coming on. Um, We will be with you guys. All right. See you guys.
Peace right. out, y'all. Bye. See ya.